Good morning. This is Dr. Matthew Dunn, host of The Future of Email with my first, and I'm delighted to say this, repeat guest, Chris Marriott, CEO of Email Connect and a well-known expert in the email vendor and technology space. Chris, yay, we get to do this again. I did not know I was the first repeat, so... Uh... You're the first repeat. Was and and for those of you listening, Chris and I have had a chance to to actually meet live. Oh, novel idea! Um, and some in depth conversations at a recent conference. Like we need to we need to have this conversation kind of in public. Yeah. I, I think was the impulse. Um, email Connect. In brief, you guys are the go to experts for for RFPs for for companies who are are changing horses. Yes, in the Martech space, and and it started. Our, our, our focus started, you know, when we started the company uh, 10, 11 years ago was really on ESPs, mm -hmm. on the ESP platform. But mm -hmm. as you and I have been talking about more recently, uh, it, we, you know, with the, with the emergence of CDPs, uh, or at least that label, I think yeah. they were yeah. yeah, called DMPs before that. Um, but with the emergence of CDPs and, and how they be, how they've begun to take on the characteristics of ESPs and vice versa. Yeah, we now uh, also are, are are operating in the CDP space and and helping brands in, in those selections as well. Okay, okay. Oh, that yeah, that makes sense. So, um, so you had that wonderful presentation at that recent conference that uh, both of us attended, and you you know laid out the evolution and and the uh, <laughs> oh look. We were two years, or you were two years ahead of major <laughs> analysts. But um, I was thinking about this last night. In fact, I had a chance to talk with you about this again and, and wanted to try framing the initial part of the discussion with this question. It seemed to me one way of looking at the ESP, as we know it, the email uh, email platform, is it we we thought it was we thought it was for sending email. And now it turns out uh, it may be more fundamentally for managing and understanding our customer relationships, customer history, customer data. Any reaction to that? Absolutely. Um, you, 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 in the ESP platform, it, it, in some ways, is like the evolution of the cell phone. When, when <laughs> cell phones first started, they were, you know, for making phone calls. Yeah. And now in the, in the era of smartphones, yeah, that's like an afterthought. If somebody calls you, you're going to say, are you kidding me? Text me or something else. So when I, I and I think with, with ESP platforms, to your point, um, absolutely the sending of email is still the critical core function of it. But to your point, it, it to, to really be competitive today, it needs to have taken on the characteristics of a lot of other things that at one time or another, were considered essential. Were, in, were considered essential. And I'm, I'm seizing on your point. Some of the biggest DSPs don't actually send the email anymore. Well, right, right. I mean, if, if, if you're going to say the actual sending is done by an MTA. Right, uh, right, right. Then you're right. All, a lot of the new next-gen platforms and what, what the uh, Customer Data Institute uh, calls deployment CDPs, and we'll get to... <laughs> What what are those? Um, <laughs> all use and all use what we call. And David Daniels is the first person I've heard coin this phrase: MTAs in the cloud. Right, and right, yeah. where where and they and, and what the difference is there, folks, is that historically, let's call them legacy ESPs, 
had their own MTAs as part of their inf spending infrastructure. So they had their platform and the MTAs and they were all in one place and they were, you know, they bought the MTAs from the MTA sellers, but those MTA sellers, oh, lo and behold, suddenly offered those same MTA services cloud-based. So to your point, Matthew, suddenly you have really a, a, a key differentiator of, of between next gen platforms and, and legacy platforms in my mind is that difference. When you, when you talk about, well, who's, who's using MTAs in the cloud, Cordial, Braze, Iterable, Clavio, Core, you know, all of these, you know, what are considered some of the next gen platforms mm -hmm. are, are, are doing exactly that. And you know, to the point where you, you have to say, well, is anybody, at, I mean, is that, is that the way the industry is going? And I, and, and I think it might be, but, 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 and, and I'm, I'm going to zig a little taken back in because the reason, you know, I reached out to you last week and said, we have to have this call Yeah, yeah. now or do this podcast now is also because you pointed out, uh, what, what Twilio is doing in, in assembling their stack. And Twilio folks has, uh, is own SendGrid, which is the, the leading and by leading, I mean, large or actually, I don't know, SparkPost or SendGrid. Are, are, yeah. SparkPost, SendGrid, Taylor, big, good battle. <laughs> yeah, big battle. But, but what, 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 what you pointed out to me that, that had been sort of nagging in the back of my mind, but when you laid it out, you know, you have, you have the biggest or second biggest MTA in the cloud taking steps that are going to put them in competition with a lot of the people who are using MSMTs in the cloud. It, it, it you know, you, you, and one of those steps, because uh, you, you and I both know it, we forget we know it. One of those steps is that same company Twilio bought one of the bigger CDPs in the market segment. Yeah, exactly. So now, so now they, and they already had leading mobile, uh, products. Yeah. And, yeah. and now they have the CDB platform, which can do perform the segmentation, list building, data storing that really we expected in EMC. Yeah. And now they have the, so, you know, as you, you and I said, right before we went live here, that in my business, I've never looked at in the RFPs we run and, and we mainly work with big, big, big centers, big volume centers. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, we, we work with the 1-800-Flowers and the American Airlines, Bed Bath & Beyond. So big, sophisticated email. And it would have been inconceivable to me at any point up until now to think that Twilio or SendGrid or any part of that company would be somebody to maybe look at in an RFP with one of these, one of these large, complex senders. But when you see what they're, they've assembled now, you know, as I said, just for, you know, I think there's going to come a day sooner rather than later where they're going to be, Twilio will be able to compete for the, at, the, at those enterprise deals because, because they've basically become, they, they've become an ESP full service, not full, I mean, a full on ESP, yeah. not just separate components. And, yeah. and that, I think that's a fascinating development and, and it gets also to you know, that collision between CDPs and ESPs and how CDPs, you know, they, they can bolt that into their infrastructure yeah. underneath SendGrid. Yeah. Yeah. And with the, and with the mobile capabilities, as you pointed out, which is where they started, right? We, right. Yeah. 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 And, yeah. And see, 
that looks an awful lot like an enterprise ESP. Wouldn't and and one of the logical sidebars of this is is um, Message Bird who have bought Spark Post what not, not quite a year ago. If, yeah. if they haven't if they haven't built or acquired a big CDP, that seems like a logical thing to watch for on the yeah. basis of this conversation. Um, Jim Jim uh, Jim Barksdale was co-founder of Netscape along with Mark Andreessen, and I he he probably gets credited with a quote that someone else also said, but he said. There's only two ways to make money in business. One is bundling and the other is unbundling. Um, <laughs> and, and really we were talking, we're talking through all this list of capabilities involved in this, this thing called email and email marketing and first gen ESPs had presented it as a bundle, right? Here's the things you need. We've got all of them. And then the MTA started peeling out the, the sending of mail function. And companies like B, partner of ours, have terrific email editors. So the the design side of it, uh, okay, we'll peel that out. And 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 you know, ESPs who are left as a bundle are starting to maybe look legacy. Doesn't mean they are, but maybe they look that way because you can you think you can buy all the pieces off the shelf and then stitch them together yourself. You, I think you made a comment about that, like. The the sort of we'll, we'll put all those pieces together is it, always going to be the IT guys thinking it's that it's that easy and right. it's not actually going to be that easy. Um, so the notion of a a company rebundling those capabilities, which is, I think where we're going with the Twilio conversation, yeah, is interesting. I I, I think it's the only way to go because but, but and I think you make a great point. You have these, you know, email editors. And, and, and you have orchestration platforms yep. that are separate yep. you have the MTAs in the cloud and ESPs are sitting there look, looking around and saying, <laughs> you know, what is our core? What, do, what, do, yeah. what do we yep. need to, what do and, we do? <laughs> and that's the CDPs part. And that's where the CDPs that are coming in and saying, you know what, hey, you know, we, we can, we'll we can do well. that if, yeah. when push comes to shove. So I think the ESPs are, are looking around to your point and saying, no, 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 no. We, we, we need to, we, we, it all in one place is better. And I'm like, and I firmly, I firmly believe that's true because integration, even if it's out of the box, you know, yeah. you know, you, because the other thing we saw is speaking about bundling together taxi for email. Right, 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 right. That was spark post, right? right? Leading it. Well, yeah. Leading, leading edge, arguably leading edge editor design tools that Built by originally by an agency, Elliot's agency. I had him on this podcast. Um, got bought by SparkPost, and about the a day later, SparkPost acquired by MessageBird. Right. So MessageBird has the design piece and the big they, MTA. All they're missing, right? All they're, they're missing, missing is is the CDP. So I, I bet you're right. <laughs> if we knew who that which that CDP was, maybe we could make uh, get in there and, and... <laughs> yeah, really. Yeah. But and when there's a billion CDPs, who knows which way they're going to go? But yeah, which intrigues but, me. Like the the label's not that old, and all of a sudden you can't even list the companies in the category. Like, and they're fast yeah. at that. <laughs> yeah, well, I, and I think it, it. You know, for those at home, the CDP it, it, every every single analyst has different labels and categories of them. And you know, Gartner has Smart Hubs. Uh, Forrester has this and that. I think CDP Institute has the best categorization. They have four categories yeah. of them. 
And so if you really want to, if you, if you want to learn about CDPs and, and the differences between them, mm-hmm. that's a good place. David Rabin is CDP Institute. I have, I have a ton of respect for him. You'd be an interesting guy to get on your program. If you oh. had him. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. That's a great idea. Um, but yeah, in, in fact, interesting you say, I just last week, uh, set up a conversation between an enterprise ESP and, and another email editor, um, because I've been telling ESPs for years, brands are looking for these capabilities in the platform, you know, and, and, and a lot of the platforms still have the, ha, have built pretty good WYSIWYG editors, but what, what, what they don't have and that these, what, what, uh, the, like be free and, and, uh, stencil and taxi free email had were the collaborative tools yeah. so that you didn't have to send things back and forth. People, it was like a Google docs yeah. or yeah. email. And yeah. it makes that much faster, much easier. And those are still lacking in enterprise platforms. So I was, you know, my, my message to the ESP was talk to these guys, look at them yeah. and think long and hard if they, if they want to be acquired to acquire them. Because again, I think, I think ultimately innovation in the ESP space starts with third parties and eventually ends up either the platforms, leading platforms, buy them and bring them in. Right or they build it themselves. And so yeah. there's a lifespan of these third party innovations where hmm. they either got to get bought or, or the ESPs are going to go, we don't need me bundling, bundling, yeah, bundling, unbundling. Um, I should, I should do a quick call out for the guys at Chameleon out of Hungary. Also, also a really good design, um, tool for email. And, and I love the fact that there's like, there's some real there's some competition and innovation, even in what looks like it should be an easy thing. It's not <laughs> designing designing an email and things like you, you mentioned it, the, the Google Docs style simultaneous editing. You have me going for a second there thinking about Microsoft and Office because earlier generation technologically, but that was a bundling thing. Word, Excel, and PowerPoint were not exactly. a bundle at one point in time. And then... Let's put some duct tape around them, add Outlook, and and make a whole a whole lot of money <laughs> off it. And then along comes along comes Google Docs, arguably still not a competitor to Word, in my humble opinion. I'm, but well, that simultaneous editing thing is a big deal. It's like yeah. really big deal. Like, wow, I might use Google Docs because we can all, you know, mess with sentences and stuff at the same time. Holy wow, man, that's cool. Right. Yeah. And then I'm sure, I'm sure, I'm sure word in the cloud has that now. Um, yeah. So, um, so do you think the CDP label will get subsumed? Like what are these guys going to, what are these new bundlers? Let's, let's use Twilio as a straw man. Like what are they going to Are they going to have to call themselves something to say, bring your marketing here. We'll run it all. Well, if you look, I don't think there's, there are too many ESPs that actually use that label to describe themselves anymore. Fair point. I think it's silly because brands call them ESPs and, and there's almost a stigma to those. So I, you know, I, they're ESPs and <laughs> yeah, but I don't care what they, what they think they want to be. Um, well, okay. Let, let, let's go back. You referenced two years ago when I was at, when we, I spoke at the email innovation summit and then followed it up with, the. Uh, uh, article in, in, uh, only influencers where I, I, I were, and I think I was the first to notice this collision course and 
I, I said that already there's a lot of overlap between CDPs and ESPs and uh, in what they do. And then again, this is two years ago and that brands and people looking at these platforms need to be aware of this because it, it should inform how they go about acquiring one or the other or both based again on, on, on requirements so that they don't end up over MarTeching. And when that happens, and when you have your data team with the CDP and your marketing team with the ESP and both platforms can do some of the same things, you get into crazy, you know, disagreements over who, who, who gets to do the segmentation, who gets to do the list. Oh, right. um, there's a danger there. Fast forward two years, Gartner Group, you didn't mention it. I'm going to mention them, Gartner Group. You know, <laughs> Gartner Group, uh, interestingly enough, identified the same trend. Even more interesting, used the exact same Venn diagram that I created for my article of presentation. Mm-hmm. Gartner. Same on you. Um, but any, and, and, and <laughs> two years too late because now those platforms have collided. The, the circles are going like this, right? There and, and where there are ESPs and CDPs that in my mind are barely distinguishable from one another. And, I, and that's where to your point, <laughs> whether we call them CD ESPs or ESCDPs in the future, that's the future. And, and when you look at, and when, you know, going back to CDP Institute and their four categories of, of CDPs, the highest level is what they call deployment CDPs. And the, and that would be like blue shift and diamond data and Ometria. And interestingly enough, they use MTAs in the cloud, but they, they send campaigns. They don't just send triggered to a ESP to send a campaign. They literally send the campaign. So they do all of the data management and, 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 uh, identity resolution and trigger that, that low base level CDPs do, but they don't need an ESP. And, and what, and, and what, when I first realized that this, I mean, it even caught me by surprise that that already happened and, and we were already seeing the aftershock was when I was advising a very well-known, uh, retailer in, in their RFP. I wasn't, I was advising them. They, they hadn't hired my company. I, I liked the guy. And I, and, and I just, you know, even if they're not going to pay me, I like seeing what their thought process. I like seeing what they're doing, but folks, that doesn't mean I'm going to do free RFPs, but <laughs> anyway, so, and he was looking at some of these next gen platforms that we all well known, and he ended up, uh, picking blue shift. And I, and I kept saying, you're out of your mind, but you're insane. I use nicer words, but you know, they're a CDP. And he said. You know what? They look like they can do it the best. So then I looked at Blue Shift much more closely, talked to them, and I'm and I said, I if they wanted to call themselves an ESP, yeah, they'd be a good they, they could. <laughs> yeah. So the, then it, so the, you look at Blue Shift and you look at Simon Data, and I'm not endorsing anybody here. I I, I want to make that clear, but they they're good examples. You, if you look at those two and you compare them to a very CDP-esque uh, ESP cordial, mm-hmm. which was built on a very flexible data platform. And, 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 you know, CDP Institute has them on their, uh, their low. I mean, it's interesting. Half the people on the planet think of, of cordial 
as a CD. But you look at Cordial or Exponia, uh, which was acquired by Bloomreach a, a year ago. They're real, you know, you, you, you know, Cordial, Exponia, Blue Shift, Simon Data, they're two sides of the same coin. They're not a continuum, meaning Blue Shift and Simon Data and others like them are excel at the CDP side of that much more than they excel at the deployment. And Cordial and Exponia excel at the deployment much more than they excel at the data management. But they're all, but they're, but all four of them are doing all of it. And, and that's what I see, you know, whether that's where I see at, at the mid market, they, 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 they are one to, to your point. What, what do we call them? I like ESCDP. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But where did the, um, I've got thoughts about it, but I, I want, I want yours. Cause you really know this space. Where did the, the generation that called themselves marketing cloud fit in and match up? against this, uh, you know, bundle, unbundle collision that we're talking about? Yeah. Good question. I mean, the marketing clouds, they, they all sort of emerged in early second decade, 2011, 2012, yeah. where, you know, it had companies like Oracle, IBM, Salesforce. uh, and Salesforce. Yeah. IBM was in there too. They had their cloud. Yeah. Uh, they bought silver pot and, and where what they were trying to do was bundle offer cloud-based across your entire marketing stack. So it was like, we're going to add email to customer service, to, to, uh, uh, CRM, to, to whatever. And that, that was their bundle. Hmm. What, what, what is happening today when we, when you and I are talking about bundling, it's in my mind, it's, it's the bundling of things. And you were very eloquently said it that, you know, there's, there's this, pulling apart, uh, happening in some areas, but the bundling is sort of in response to that's not necessarily a good thing. So I th the bundling that ESPs are doing today are functionality that brands expect or want yeah. in what they call an ESP. And so there, there are two di very different trends and the original bundling trend, I think you know, there's a changing of the guard that I'm seeing and, and that old marketing cloud model, uh, is it has lost some steam and, you know, at, at, at the, at the C-suite level there, there, you know, there, it's seen as advantageous. Yeah. They're often not deciding who an ESP or a CDP is at the practitioner level Yeah, that the clouds don't have that don't add value. But the bundled ESP has value. So wh yeah. when we say, you know, what is getting pulled back in? Ten years ago, hmm. yeah, you know, marketing automation existed as a separate platform. If you really wanted to get good triggers and 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 transactional emails and automated, you had to have a different platform. You had oh, you had to okay. okay yeah, and you had your marketing uh, what map marketing automation platform yeah, and yeah, and you potentially had to have. Uh, you know, somebody doing your, your, uh, um, real time or adaptive content mm -hmm. at open. And you had somebody doing your send time optimization, third party. And, and you had it and you had somebody doing your mobile, all these things. And, and what we've seen, even though, and, and you're right, there's, there's, you know, there's one trend of, of, of ripping these things apart. Yeah. The stronger trend is bringing them together. And, and when brands. Brand's preference by far today is 
and they don't want good enough. They want really good enough, but mm. they want, you know, marketing automation, promotional, multi-channel, good email editor, you know, all in one platform. All in one, all in one platform. Well, I, I suspect I would have to really get under the hood and, and, and violate NDAs to get there. But I suspect that one of the issues is this, um, let's call let's call Twilio an example of the sort of leading edge of, of, of rebundle capabilities. Cause it looks like they're headed there. The, yep. what the glue that's going to hold those pieces together is a, is a much, much more, um, 2020, 2022, uh, view of making them talk to each other via APIs, yep. not, not actual hard bolted, same code base integration. You look at the earlier generation, I, I think I would bet a lot of the marketing clouds, if we looked under the hood, like the code base is like this, it's not a zillion APIs talking to each other. And as a result of that earlier architecture, their feature progress, their ability to respond to market tastes and so on, like they just can't move as fast. When I talk to customers who are on older gen marketing clouds, they don't tend to be super happy. They're like, ah, we're stuck with this thing and it can't do this and it can't do that. And we're, you know, it's like two years down the line before they'll add a button and like, uh, yeah. Okay. Makes sense. Yeah. No, you're absolutely right. I, I, you're absolutely right. The legacy, the, not all of the older legacy, not all there are some, so, and I know you're not playing that. I mean, there, there are some that have done a real good job. Well, and, and you know, let's, let's, you know, Adobe launched Journey Optimizer, brand new platform built from the ground up. Zeta launched uh, Zeta Marketing, ZMP, Zeta Marketing Platform, uh, NetCore. So there are yeah, yeah. there are ESPs that are that are considered legacy by a lot of email marketers, but that they're not. <laughs> are new technology, and 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 you know, and and by the way, all three of those have CDPs in, inside. So right. you know, they're they're they're. While the the CDP may not be the the core the way it is in a in a cordial or a or a blue shift, it's there. It's adjacent, and to your point, the APIs are firing back and forth. So yeah, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're getting every you're getting the same or the same benefit of that CDP uh, capability. <laughs> I want because no one's ever going to be able to do it. But if if you had a if you had a chart of all of the you know, RFPs, or you may be able to chart of all the RFPs and buying processes resulting in decisions, resulting in who's big in the market. Sometimes there's a, well, who's actually making, who's making, driving the purchase decision? Is it the, is it the tech and data guys? Is it the marketing guys? Because their, their view on what's good and what's required can be quite different uh, yeah. based on how they, you know, how they're sort of slicing the world up. Yeah. And that's, that's what I see. Every RFP we've run the last two years, every, everyone, there's been at the same time, and that's the marketing team, at the same time, elsewhere in the organization, the IT and or data team are doing <laughs> I, 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 I kid yeah. you not. And which gets back to the danger of, yeah. you know, but everyone wants their own platform. Yeah. And that's when you, when, and, and that's what I think was, when you look at the CDP landscape, and again, going back to the four different types of CDPs, um, uh, automation CDP, uh, analytics CDP. I can't remember all their names. And, and, and again, the, the highest degree of evolution, the deployment CDP. But when you look at those and, and you talk to the, the, the vendors that are in the different categories, 
they will very clearly say what, what emerges from that is the two lower categories or the two, you know, least function categories are, are, are the laundry list of IT and data. And so they tend to get bought by IT and data. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Higher level ones that look more like ESPs. Yeah. Are, are the, the converse, the, the guys that work for the CDP say our conversations tend to be when they're successful, it's because we're talking to the marketing people, because if we're talking to the data and IT people, they're looking at these platforms over here and, and we know we don't have a chance. And again, I think that's another driver from, from Mark, if I'm an email marketer, mm -hmm. I, I probably would prefer that data and IT doesn't have their own platform to, to, to supply me with a lot of what I need. Yeah. I'd rather have those capabilities. And I think that that's part of the attraction and part of the, the impetus driving this let's, let's at the platforms that do it all. And, and, and again, I, I see that that's where it's going. It's starting in the mid market. Uh, just because the, 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 particularly for the, for the deployment CDPs, you know, they don't have the scale of, of sending that, that. Right. Again, when you use the MTAs in the cloud, they can scale up pretty quickly, but, um, but that's again, another impetus that I, that I see mm -hmm. driving. Let's, let's, let's bundle even that in because yeah. again, from where I sit, it makes no, it, it makes no sense not to. Right. Uh, right. Right. Logical. And, um, you know, here, here, here's an interesting sort of bundling thing. Um, little, not CDP, but, but I've been, I've been working with and helping, uh, a leading, um, mobile, uh, player. And they've determined that, you know, they're losing business to bundle. They, their clients are saying, you're great, possibly the best, but you're a one trick pony. Right. And. We'd like to bundle. We're sorry. We'd like to bundle. And, and they, so they've realized that as they stand alone, they're going to be less successful than oh, if they join up, if they create a bundle themselves. And, and I think, and I, I think they're right. I, I think those, those standalone, you know, you know, those standalone platforms again, are good at the start because they're the innovators. Mm-hmm. But over time, the, the, there's other platforms that get good enough in that capability. Maybe yeah. never as yeah. good as a standalone, but good enough that brands say, eh, it's good enough. It's yeah. And it's sort of like the, the, the standalone, you know, it's like a, a company that says we, we are marketing for the text channel only, you know, you could argue there's sort of, and this is, this is a typical thing in the evolution of technologies like early on the label on a tech tends to be the tech later on as it matures the label tends to be like the function or the value it provides like do you know what kind of cpu is in your computer i don't anymore but at one point it was always intel inside and now it's like i don't care <laughs> i want a cpu in fact my cpu is in the cloud now so i really don't know <laughs> I, 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 don't, I don't know and i don't care right I don't. yeah 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 um are there any wildcard players, particularly, particularly big, cause we're, you know, we're in an age of some digital monopolies, arguably, are there anybody, are there any, is there anybody that you think might show up at this party? 
You know, it's, it's interesting. I I think, I think the era, you know, we went through two waves of consolidations of, of leading ESPs. We had the, the 2005, 2004, they had the, the marketing service providers buying all the leading independent ESPs. Um, Axiom got into the game, Epsilon got in the game, Experian got in the game buying Cheetah Mail. Mm-hmm. And out from under that emerged new independent ESPs that were seen as more innovative and, and more fleet of foot and exact target and responses. And then the marketing cloud, you the marketing cloud guys got in the game. They bought up all, the, all those, all those guys. <laughs> and the market was looking around and saying, well, we're the independent guys. Well, now we have the next gen platforms. We've named several of them. Yes. I don't, you know, I don't see an industry out there that there would be sort of the, the run on the independence. Like there, I mean, those other two waves of consolidation, you know, it was like, 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 a, like a stampede with a, what somebody, you know, one of your competitors bought an ESP. Okay. I got to get in the game. Yeah. I got to get in the game. Interesting. I don't, I don't see a, a, a category of business now where, where somebody could come in and say, I'm going to buy one of these next gen. And I'm going to start the stampede. So yeah. I, I don't, you know, last big one we saw was SAP uh, acquiring a, a Marsis uh, a little over a year ago. And, you know, there was no, that, 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 that didn't kick off a stampede um, at the time. And I thought, well, okay, the only one, Microsoft has not. I was going to, I was going to ask you about that. Yes. <laughs> I think, hmm. if I'm Microsoft, I'm not I'm not sure what my advantage would be to buying an ESP at this point. Yeah, um, yeah. you know, they've got, they, they, they've got the cloud, the data cloud, cloud data. I mean, you know, they're very integrated into what's going on in the industry, Azure and, and other things. So they're a player in there and I don't think they need an ESP. I, I think being more agnostic for them mm. because, because brands are, would, would look at that and they would go, after they bought the ESP brands would, would t- no matter what ESP it was. Yeah. It was, it was the hottest ESP right now on the planet. Yeah. Yeah. And Microsoft bought it. Brands would be going, eh, you know what? Yeah. It's, it's now Microsoft. It's not that yeah. direct. And well, it's, it's like, it's, it, it's, it's akin to, it's akin to companies, uh, backing away from AWS because of the Amazon retail right. part of it. Right. Right, right, because it, it it's wait, their competitor. If we're, yeah, we're, yeah, we're, we're, we're paying we're paying our competitor. We're putting our infrastructure on our competitor. <laughs> it's a great way you just come full circle, a, yeah. a, a masterful way to say what will happen if Twilio does become an ESP. Bang. Are all of the the next gen ESPs that are using them as an MTA yeah. going to say? wait a minute, Yeah, we're now competing against you and we're yeah. paying you. Yeah, And so, I mean, that's, you know, what, that will be interesting because I, I, I don't know if I were one of those next gen ESPs, I'd yeah. potentially go looking for an MTA in the cloud yeah. that wasn't affiliated with them. Well, and, Twil- and Twilio made their bones as, you know, I'm going to geek out here for a second, but Twilio made their bones and fame as, as the equivalent of an MTA for 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 calls and texting for the telephone they 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 made the SS7 layer the telephone system of the world into an API it was it was it was flipping brilliant most 
ESPs who say they've got a texting story will probably have done at least Gen 1 via Twilio. And now right. what you're saying is they'll be going, oh, hang on a minute. Maybe not. Yeah. Right? Maybe not. Uh, yeah. And, and, and the cost, if, if a Twilio, um, wonderful company, but if Twilio is maintaining both this new gen uh, ESCDP and the raw component API pieces to sell to the other competitors in that space, one of one of those two, either the APIs or or the consolidated platform, is 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 got to be playing second fiddle at some point. Exactly, and there's got to be a lot of friction between them. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. It, it, that, so that'll be interesting to see how it plays out. Uh, yeah, I mean, Mike, Microsoft had that same battle earlier, much earlier generation or several generations ago, technologically. But Microsoft had that battle with the Win thirty two APIs on the desktop. Do we keep some of these secrets so only Word and Excel can use them, metaphorically speaking, or are, do, should we go, you know what, this is everything it does, and if you can write a better word processor on Windows and kick our butt, like, good on you, congratulations, we'll still sell Windows. <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 And and the players that we didn't discuss, and it, it's natural, but it's interesting as well, like, we didn't touch on Google. Right. We didn't touch on Apple, who I still think is a funny wild card in this mix with uh, uh, with the weird leverage point that they've got and the philosophy about privacy that they've got. I don't see them showing up in the ESCDP market, uh, but I think everyone will have to grapple with them in that market still. Yeah, well, the, well, you're, the chart you showed, and this is a whole other episode, but <clears throat> the chart you showed at that same conference um, was massively eye-opening to i think everybody there about the unique role of apple it, it opened my eyes i was like yeah they're in a weird spot yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> like i mean okay they're not you know they're they're i mean forget that they're different mailboxes they're 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 at very different points in the email process yeah and yeah yeah apples can really be a choke point to the degree they want they really can. I had uh, I, I I long you know long time like close to fifty year close friends uh, visiting uh, on this this weekend, and we were sitting there in the morning with coffee, and you know everyone's doing what they do, news etc. on their mobile device, and I said, hey 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 Frank, um, is Gmail is your Gmail address the main address? He said, well, no, I use that for eh, and and this is a retired guy, okay? It's like I use Gmail, but not that much. I use iCloud for hotels and stuff like that. And I said, ah, what, like, what do you actually use on your phone to read your email? He said, well, you know, like the Apple client and his wife, almost the same thing. And, and I said, this is interesting, two retired people, both of whom really don't want to have tech and stuff in their life very much. And like seven email addresses between them all coming through their Apple client. Yeah. So it's right. Right. So. Mm -hmm. and yeah. <laughs> well, we should we should wrap this up. And man, this is gonna be fascinating yeah, to watch. And it's it's this happens. Seems like it's happening now. Would you agree? Yeah. It, it, it it's yeah. It, it's you know. I I, I always go back when, when when we're. I mean, there's so much happening. It's so interesting. And and I I think back at points like this in in conversations like this to an old boss of mine who who was brilliant and a great boss and. In 2010, 2011, he said, you know, Chris, the future is MarTech. I mean, the future is ad tech, not MarTech. Interesting. He was pretty wrong. 
And uh, I'm glad I didn't. One of the, it was one of the few times but I didn't make the bet. Yeah. I, and, and yeah, this, we're living through this right now. It's going to be fascinating developments. There's going to be churn. There's going to be acquisitions. There's going to be yeah. companies that blow up. Um, but and there's going to be tons of confusion. <laughs> there already is. Uh, but coming out the other side, we're going to have platforms, ESCDPs, which I, I think you and I now have blessed that. You've used it a couple of times. I like that. ESCDPs, because e the ESP is the is is the foundational element there. But um, I think we're going to come out with a new new series of platforms that are going to make the practitioner's life easier and are going to hopefully provide a better experience to uh, user experience to the people who are receiving emails or or loyalty programs. Or we need to get into the next step is customer experience platforms. Yes, and yes, yes. they're coming. They're coming. Yes, and you know what, Luke? So. Blue Reach, when they bought Exponia, I was like, yeah. Frankenstein, Frankenstein. Blue Reach, if you're listening, I apologize. That I've come to see. I'm publicly apologizing. I was wrong to criticize that acquisition. I think it was brilliant. And and I know one of the reasons I think it's brilliant is I think CX is going to become a bigger part of, of CD, ESCDP's totally world. Agree. Totally agree. And a big part of that is because of the first-party data that CX platforms generate. It by the tonnage, by the tonnage, and yeah. We both know zero and first party data, whether it's loyalty program, whether it's CX platforms, or whether it's data clouds, are becoming critical competitive pieces in this. So, so we just identified what we'll talk about in conversation number three, Chris. Okay, <laughs> cool. Well, in the recording, my guest today, which has been wonderful, Chris Marriott, uh, president of Email Connects. Chris, thanks so much for making the time. Thanks for having me again. I always enjoy these conversations.